Hello and welcome to this episode of Barnards on the NBA. I am your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Emilio Barnard. Hi, it's Emilio. Yes, it is. Uh, joining us for uh, the second episode of our series where we discuss the best lineups one could put together of NBA players based on where they played in college. And on this particular episode, we'll be looking at players who attended both Gonzaga and Clemson. Yep. Now, the way we, uh, the way we get it done here is we uh, break, these, uh, break these lineups down by position. Uh, center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. And we'll begin by looking at the... Uh, the center on this uh, on this Gonzaga team, based on what he did in the NBA. So I'll turn it over to Mills. Who do you got at center? So uh, I got Demonis Sabonis. Interesting. So uh, t- tell me a little bit about uh, about about Demonis Sabonis. Well, he um, he was drafted by the Thunder. He started off okay. I mean, he wasn't that good at the beginning, and then he got to the Pacers, and. After a couple of years in the Pacers, he became a real decent player. Yeah, do you remember? Uh, he was an All Star this year. He was, and he was uh, he was involved in uh, in a pretty huge trade for the uh, for, for the Pacers. It was, uh, yeah, involved Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis and, uh, and and Paul George, right? I mean, Paul George going yes. from the uh, from the Pacers to the Thunder, and he's really uh, made that trade look pretty good, along with Victor Oladipo. Yes, yes. You wouldn't necessarily know this, but Emilio's wearing a, a Victor Oladipo jersey uh, as we record. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think that's an excellent uh, excellent choice for uh, for center for the um, for, for the Gonzaga team. I mean, looking around at other possible options. I mean, I think you know you're kind of being a little more speculative. I mean, you know, may, maybe Zach Collins. If you look at him as a center, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, I was thinking about him for power forward actually. Yeah, it's interesting as we get into this uh, Gonzaga conversation, there are uh, quite a few big men represented who you might yes. want to slot in different places. I had trouble um, with Rui Hachimura in the power forward. I wasn't sure if I was going to put him in there, but yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, l- let's actually get to the, those uh, those power forwards with uh, with Sabonis and Center. So uh, who, who are you thinking of power forward? Well, I chose um, Kelly Lynx. Uh, Kelly Olenek. And um, I was definitely thinking about like Rui Hachimura, Zach Collins, all those guys, but I just thought Kelly Olenek was going to win. Yeah, Kelly Olenek, probably one of the most uh, accomplished players who went to Gonzaga, a guy who was yes. drafted in, uh, in in 2013 and has uh, has a few years in the league. Not really like a starter level player, but a pretty quality mm-hmm. backup Big. I mean, both for the Celtics and for the Heat. I think, uh, yeah, I'd probably give him an edge over some of the other contenders here. Are, are there other guys that, who you seriously considered a power forward? I know you mentioned a couple of names. Yeah, I really considered Rui Hachimura. I wanted to get him on the team, but I knew Kelly Olenek was better. And Rui Hachimura, I mean, really early still in his career, right? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a rookie. A rookie right now, so, I mean, still room for improvement. I mean, he's played... What forty-one games in the league uh, thus far? So still a lot of room for improvement. I mean, we can see he played 
almost 30 minutes a game here in his rookie year. So yeah, definitely. He's a, he's a big part of the Wizards, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely a big part of their future plans. I mean, a guy who was, who was a lottery pick and uh, someone who, who may well factor into this list uh, in future. H- how about um, how about small forward? Well, at small forward, I have Austin Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Austin Day, yeah, former uh, former Pistons draft pick, guy who uh, really did not work out. I'm a uh, I'm a Piston fan, if you uh, don't know, um, and uh, yeah, not not one of my not one of my favorites. Not not an incredibly effective uh, NBA player. I know he bounced around a little bit. After There's just not the that many other options. Yeah, is there anyone else you really considered even even at small forward? I mean, or uh, was there anybody? I looked at a bunch of players because there's not a ton of players that are very good at. I mean, like looked at Brandon Clark. I mean, I looked at a lot of players, but I just thought he was the best small forward. Like I said in the last episode, I organized them by points. And yeah, and I mean Austin, Austin Day. I mean, definitely has played uh, you know a fair number of minutes. I mean, if you're lo- yes. looking at uh, yes. Gonzaga players by minutes, he's he's sixth all time. I mean, you know, that, without a lot to choose from. I mean, I can understand uh, going that direction. Mm-hmm. Now, if you thought uh, if you thought small forward was weak, <laughs> what, what what do you got at uh, oh, no. at, at shooting guard for uh, for Gonzaga Mills? Oh, Dan Decal. Yeah, Dan Decal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty slim pickings when it comes to the guards, uh, particularly the two guard at Gonzaga. Um, this guy was part of a really good college team. I mean, Gonzaga had gotten good by the time uh, Dan Decal came around, but. Uh, a pretty unremarkable <laughs> NBA That's career. That's for sure. Yeah, guy, uh, <laughs> guy, guy didn't do too much. I, uh, I, I was looking for uh, for highlights related to uh, Dan Dickow, and there's a um, there's a YouTube clip of him <laughs> getting getting savagely blocked by by two players at once. He like gets gets completely completely swallowed up by two guys who both time his uh, his shot perfectly and, and just completely bury him. Uh, but yeah, there's not not a lot to choose from here. It's I mean, embarrassing for the NBA. Yeah, well, he made the NBA. He was a first round pick. You know, I mean, he's he's got that going for him, and he was certainly a successful uh, collegiate player. Twenty eighth overall, and um, there's only twenty players who have went to Gonzaga. Who have made the NBA? It's true, yes. and I mean, we were looking at this earlier. I mean, it, it, pretty notable. We're going to talk to the the original Gonzaga baller and the the class of them all in in just a moment. But uh, between the uh, between his his ascent to the league and, uh, and and the 2000s, there was only one player who made the NBA. This guy, Mike Champion, who played uh, just four minutes in the NBA. Oh, so, long, long gap between um, this uh, between the point guard for this team and, and and everybody else. And we'll get to that point guard right now, Mills. Um, the point guard is the best player on this team, John Stockton. Yeah, really, no doubt about it. Uh, an all-time great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of that uh, Malone-Stockton combo for the Jazz that uh, that ruled the Western Conference or was near the top of the Western Conference for so many years, and a guy whose credentials really speak for themselves. He would be uh, be a fit on just about any uh, one of these teams. Yes, the great John Stockton. So, uh, why don't you run down uh, that starting five again now that we've been through everybody? Center, Timonis Sabonis, um, power forward, Kenny Ol- Kelly Olenek, um, small forward, Austin Day, uh, shooting guard, 
and Dickow and point guard John Stockton. Yep, those those are the guys. So uh, at, at, you know, it's worth uh, worth taking a look oh. at, uh, at some of the other players who uh, who didn't make the squad here. I mean, both uh, guys who. You know, have retired and, and guys who might have an opportunity to break in uh, going forward. Is there anybody who catches your eye? Well, I know we've talked about him. Um, Nigel Williams Goss is actually the fifty fifth pick. Yeah, you gotta you gotta respect uh, someone who gets taken with the uh, with the fifty fifth pick in the draft. That's for sure, right at the beginning of his career. But uh, you know, that's a good start. Uh, how about uh, how about elsewhere? Brandon Clark. Yeah, he had a pretty impactful uh, rookie season or first part of the rookie season with. Uh, with the Grizzlies, I feel like he uh, he has some upward upward potential here. Uh, anybody else who uh, who stands out to you? I mean, Adam Morrison certainly uh, you know a notable draftee, a guy who washed out of the league, but was uh, you know number three overall pick, highest pick in uh, Gonzaga history. Obviously, uh, you know didn't really work out, but uh, yes, yeah. warrants warrants mention. Um, Rui Hachimura, Zach Collins, and those guys. I mean. Yeah, still very, very active uh, in, in the Young league players. right now. Young players, both those guys, uh, you know, top 10 overall picks and, uh, you know, guys who have an ability to uh, potentially get in this mix. You think Zach Collins or, or Rue Hechimura or Brandon Clark could uh, could make this lineup in the future? Um, I do not think Zach Collins could, but I do think Rue Hechimura and um, Brandon Clark could because they're still, like, so young. I just don't think Zach Collins. I mean, what position is he like power forward? Yeah, he's more of a power forward center type. Yeah. I just don't think he's gonna get past like Kelly Olynyk or somebody, and like Rui Hachimura. I mean, he's a power forward too, and he could turn out to have a really good career. Uh, yeah, really, really good points. Um, all right, cool. So uh, this has been uh, our our look at, uh, at at Gonzaga players in the league, and uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come right back, and uh, we'll talk about players from uh, from Clemson. And we're back to uh, discuss uh, the starting lineup for uh, Clemson. So, uh, Mills, let's uh, turn it over to you. What's uh, what's your pick for the uh, starting center among NBA players who attended Clemson? So, um, on this one, there was a um, a lot of good players. There was um, T. Rollins, Trevor Booker, Elm Campbell. All these guys played, like, Big men spots, and I could only pick two of them. So, this is one of the guys, Dale Davis at the center. Yeah, what made you go with uh, with Dale Davis over some of the other uh, really uh, accomplished players who you mentioned? I just think he's great. Yeah, this guy played a long time in the league. Certainly, I mean, yes. really, really stout physically. I know we've watched uh, some games that Dale Davis was participating in together, and. Uh, this guy was a real force. I mean, uh, I, I certainly remember his his career, him being a uh, really really stout rebounder and defensive presence, and uh, the numbers bear that out. Uh, I guess we can come back around to talk about some of the guys who got omitted from this team once we get through some of the other big man spots. Who who'd you have at the uh, at the power forward on this so team? This is my other big man. He was he's there on um, first in games played. It's um, Horace Grant. Horace Grant, yeah. I mean, a, a legend. Certainly, uh, you know, part of some phenomenal teams. I mean, uh, part of those uh, 
Jordan those, Bulls. Jordan Bulls, who won won those first three titles uh, with uh, Pippen and Jordan. And Shaq and Penny. Yeah, going to uh, to play with the Magic with uh, Shaq and Penny after that, making uh, making it to the finals with uh, with uh -huh. those guys as well. Now, what do you think about um, him wearing uh, the number fifty four? He was a real fifty four guy throughout his career. Eh, I mean, like I know your favorite number is fifty five, but just like let him wear number fifty four. Who cares? Yeah, I guess it's not that big a deal. Um, how did you feel about his uh, signature glasses, his, his goggles? I mean, his brother also went in the league and he wore glasses. Ah, speaking of his brother, I mean, uh, would would he have factored into into this mix? His brother also a Clemson alum. I actually think he might have. I mean, I looked at him, that's for sure. Yeah, the guy played in the league for 10 years. I mean, uh, we're talking, of course, of... Uh, Harvey Grant. Harvey Grant, yeah. The, the Grant family... Uh, I mean, we, we had mentioned the uh, the Barry family in the previous episode, the Grant family featuring... Uh, Quite a lot of NBA blood. I mean, between uh, brothers Horace and Harvey and uh, uh, Harvey's sons, uh, Jeremy and uh, Jerry and Grant as well. And Jerry. And Jerry Grant, who uh, I'm not sure if he ever actually uh, suited up in the league. It doesn't appear as if he did, but he also was... Uh, Drafted. Was a basketball player, yeah. So it's just very, very impressive in its own right. But anyway, you, you settled on, on Horace Grant. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to uh, hard to argue too hard with that. How about at the uh, the small forward spot? Number one leader in points for the Allen Clemson. Who'd you take? Larry Nance. Larry Nance. All right. What can you tell me about, uh, about Larry Nance? This is Larry Nance Sr., right? Yes. He was a good player. I mean, he wasn't bad. Real good player, played on the Cavs, uh, most memorably. Uh, yeah, the Suns, I think. On the Suns as well, won a dunk contest. Um, wow. Yeah, won a dunk contest. I'll have to show you the, uh, show you the video of that. But yeah, I mean, uh, his, his son, obviously, a, a phenomenal dunker as well. We've, we've spent a lot Larry of time watching. The one that he did over Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I mean, an utterly ridiculous dunk if you haven't seen that one. But uh, Larry Nance, a, a, a good choice here. You feel like you're like you're shoehorning him in a little bit here because Larry Nance, probably a little bit more of a power forward for his career. But uh, you squeezing yes, him in it. here? I think I can squeeze him in there. I mean, how tall is he? Well, Larry Nance, uh, if memory serves, oh um, you literally just looked at it. You literally just looked at it. When I'm thinking about about <laughs> Little Hawk, he was like. He was like 6'10", thereabouts. But you feel like he could still work at, uh, at, at, at small forward? I don't know. This, this might be a question better left for people who watched Larry Nance more during his uh, playing yes. days. But in any event, let, let's leave him there for now and move on to, uh, to shooting guard. Who'd you have there? Well, Andrew Wiggins' dad. Um, can, we, can we get that without the on? <laughs> this is Andrew Wiggins' dad, um, Mitchell Wiggins. Mitchell Wiggins. Uh, so we're t taking a step down in terms of uh, class That's a little bit sure. from uh, Dale Davis, Horace Grant, and Larry Nance. Mitchell Wiggins. Uh, yeah, what can you tell me about uh, about Mitchell Wiggins? He was not a good player. Ooh, that's uh, that, that's pretty harsh. My man played in uh, played in parts of six uh, six NBA seasons, but uh, he's suspended for two years. 
Yeah, I mean, his career was marred by some suspensions. He uh, he attended both Clemson and uh, and Florida State. But, uh, yeah, I think bottom line is there's just not a lot of uh, really high-end guard talent that attended uh, yeah. Clemson. I yeah. mean, so he's... Uh, He's maybe your best bet at uh, at the two, and obviously, as you said, uh, the father of uh, number one pick overall, uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, down the line. How about at the uh, at, at the point? I got Chris Whitney. Chris Whitney. I mean, <laughs> say no more. Obviously, Chris Whitney, the starting point guard on the Clemson obviously. squad. Obviously. No, for real. I mean, so what? What can you tell me about uh, about Chris Whitney? This guy was. I really don't uh, know about him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think many do. I mean, I have some recollection of uh, of Chris Whitney during his career. The guy was a second round draft pick, uh, pretty much a backup uh, through his career, as memory serves. Um, not an incredibly notable uh, NBA career. I mean, I think when when you're looking at uh, at Clemson guards, uh, they're yeah. just. There's not a lot to work with. I mean, uh, Chris Whitney had, uh, had had one year as a regular starter, but um, yeah, there's not 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 a lot to work with here uh, on, on on the guard line. Uh, did you consider um, your boy uh, Sherrod Ford? I mean, I know uh, I, I know Sherrod Ford has the same birthday as you. I mean, he didn't play that much in the league. The guy got in. Like, 13 minutes or so, but I'm wondering if uh, if he was someone who you considered uh, for a spot. Let's talk about um, some of the players that are currently in the league. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about uh, Jared Blossom game or uh, Dante Grantham. Do you think... <laughs> Well, like well uh, do, do you think either of them has an opportunity to, uh, to, uh, to climb up this list? No. I don't really know that much about Dante Grantham. I mean, that guy. Yeah, no, he's just getting started. No, but on a, on a more serious note, there are a couple of players who uh, had notable careers who attended Clemson who we haven't mentioned yet. And yes, like Trevor Booker. Trevor Booker, yeah. The one who did that volleyball shot over his head. Yeah, Emilio's referring to a pretty unbelievable shot by Trevor Booker that's well well worth your time. There was... Uh, an inbounds play is basically no time on the shot clock. Trevor Booker had the ball inbounded to him, basically like just like tipped the ball kind of like over straight, straight over his head, and into the basket. One of the most unusual baskets you'll ever see. So I'm sure uh, YouTubing Trevor Booker will uh, get you where you need to go on that. But beyond him, I mean, who was a useful uh, you know utility kind of role player for yeah. a period of time, like you know, Tree Rollins, Eldon Campbell. I know mean, I mentioned. Yeah, Tree Rollins and Eldon Campbell, both notable NBA big men, played a long time, successful. Uh, I don't know if you know Tree Rollins wasn't actually his uh, his original name. What it was, was uh, Seed Rollins, and then really? uh, over time he grew into uh, Can you check that? into a tree. Sure. That's actually not true. His real name is Wayne, so it's not Tree, but it's not. well. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, we, so let's uh, let's run down again uh, before we move on uh, our Clemson uh, lineup. So at center we got Dale Davis, um, power forward Horace Grant, um, small forward Larry Nance, 
shooting guard um, Mitchell Wiggins and point guard Chris Whitney. All right, so let's take a uh, another quick break, and when we return, we'll see how the Gonzaga and Clemson teams stack up against one another. And we're back. We're going to wrap things up here by uh, stacking up these uh, squads, Gonzaga versus Clemson, position by position. And we'll start off by looking at the center spot where we've got uh, Demata Sabonis for center for uh, Gonzaga and Dale Davis at center for Clemson. Mills, uh, who gets the edge? Um, Dale Davis, I just think he's a lot more powerful. He's going to be able to move into the paint pretty easily. Yeah, I think Demata Sabonis clearly a better shooter, but uh, has a lot of career still in front of him to prove himself. Dale Davis has that all in the uh, in the in the rearview mirror. Really accomplished career, so uh, Dale Davis gets the edge and puts Clemson up uh, one nothing here. How about at uh, at power forward where we've got uh, Horace Grant um, from Clemson and Kelly Olynyk from Gonzaga, and I think Horace Grant's going to win this one. I just think he's much better player. Yeah, the guy's a four-time NBA champion, uh, played with some uh, phenomenal teammates, was an all-star himself. I think clearly a cut above the likes of, uh, of, of Kelly Olenek. That should um, give Clemson the lead two to nothing. That's right. So uh, how about if we're looking at, uh, at small forward now? Um, so small forward for um, Clemson is Larry Nance, and small forward for Gonzaga is Austin Day. Yeah, not really much that needs to be said about this one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Larry Nance. Pretty clearly Larry Nance, Austin Day, kind of just like literally an NBA player, Larry Nance, quite a bit better than that. And that's going to give Clemson a uh, 3 nothing edge as we go through these positions. Now, how about at, uh, at, at shooting guard? This one is a little bit, uh, a little bit dicier. Mitchell Whitney against Dan Dickow. Uh, that would be Mitchell Wiggins. Uh, uh, against uh, against Dan Dickow. Um, so which, which way are you going here? Neither of these guys had, an inc- had a terribly notable NBA career. Um, I think I'm going to go with Dan Dickow. Better hair? I mean, uh, you <laughs> oh know. Oh, my God. Cooler initials? Like, what, what are you thinking? It's just so close. I just got to choose which one I like more. And I like Dan Dickow more. All right, so that's going to give uh, put Gonzaga on the board here. Still trailing uh, three to one as we go through these positions, but they got a good chance in the uh, in, in the last spot as we look at point guards and uh, we look at Gonzaga's uh, John Stockton against and, um, Clemson's Chris Whitney. Yeah, and, and uh, John Stockton's going to take that. Yeah, John Stockton, one of the great point guards of all time, clearly. Uh, Gonna gonna take that. Yes. So when you're looking at these teams overall, I mean, what uh, you have any, uh, any any closing thoughts? I mean, Clemson uh, has the edge three to two, but what about these teams as they might play together? I think um, Gonzaga is gonna win it if they play against each other because, like Gonzaga, I don't know, they just don't have as much fudging positions as um, Clemson does because, like. The center is Dale Davis, who mostly played power forward, and like Larry Nance, who mostly played like the power forward. So like, yeah. Yeah, there's some congestion at those big men spots, and I think uh, having you know the likes of John Stockton himself <laughs> running point for you uh, is really going to help. And you could just give it to like the Monks and Bones. Yeah, right. So I mean, you do have options uh, as Gonzaga, even if. 
Yeah, maybe the options aren't, aren't quite as elite at, at, at the top end as, uh, as, as what Clemson has to offer. It would definitely be a close game, though. I what? just think Gonzaga is going to win that game. Yeah, that'd be a really interesting matchup and uh, food for thought as you wait for uh, for our next episode. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for listening. We're uh, glad to have you with us, and uh, we will uh, see you next time.